The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. We have a very special episode today of the show. We're joined by my friends Dylan Howard and Andy Tiller, two extraordinary reporters, journalists, who have a hit book on their hands, Royals at War. Everybody's talking about it. It's the untold story of Harry and Meghan and their shocking split and what that did to the House of Windsor. Dylan, how are you? Very well, thank you, Rob, and thanks for having me on the show. We're really excited about this. So my listeners and myself, we love the royals. We talk about them all the time. There's so much gossip in this book. So let's jump right in. Something that really stood out to me is William was very worried about Meghan and even described her, or his friends did, as potentially being a grenade. What's that about? Well, there was this sort of diplomatic mediation very early on between William and Harry when he took his younger sibling aside and offered those type of quiet words that many people have been given by another sibling. The question, is she the right one? Now, it was intended to be well intended uh, Mm. on behalf of Prince William, but Harry didn't take it that way. Um, And that caused the, the great rift between the brothers. Now, don't forget, these two were almost seemingly unbreakable, and William was very, very... Um, distinct about how he posed this question. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess he was doing it on behalf of the royal household, uh, the Cambridges and the Sussexes. But the reaction stunned him. Um, 
This seems like it was the start. This was the start of all the problems that are now playing out. They're very public. We've all, we've all seen them. We've heard about them. This was the start just asking her, just asking him, sorry, just asking his brother if he thought she was the right one. Is that correct? Well, Harry, Harry really believed that, Marg, that Meghan Markle had everything that made her the it girl for him, that right. she was the one. He loved her confidence, still does, the commitment that drive and ambition that she has displayed. And he didn't enjoy the fact that other members of the royal family remained silent as William was left to do seemingly their own bidding. But as you point out, Rob, uh, this was a situation that really uh, was the first step in creating the royal rift between Harry and William, which ultimately led to Harry saying he no longer wanted mm. to be a royal. So, so what I'm hearing, though, Dylan, and I know you guys, you interviewed you and Andy, hundreds of people for this book. It's thoroughly researched. What I hear you saying is that he thought Meghan was the right girl for him, but did Harry think she was the right girl for the family? When you marry into a family like that, it's not just a family, it's a business. It's one of the most famous businesses in the world. Did Harry think she'd fit into the business? Well, I don't think Harry really had any intent to stick around. Much mm. has been made of the fact that uh, Meghan may have been the driving force behind his decision to abdicate from the monarchy. But the reality is, this was not a life that Harry necessarily wanted to live. Mm. He believed that the media was responsible for the death of his mother, the late Lady Diana, Princess of right. Wales. They hounded her to her death. He started to see that immediately with Meghan Markle and it solidified in his mind his decision that he didn't necessarily want to be a member of the royal family. But the backdrop to all of this was that that moment with William uh, was a pivotal moment in turning the entire family's focus onto Meghan Markle and the potential damage that the relationship could do to the monarchy and indeed the family. It, it's beautifully detailed in the book. I have a question for Andy, your co-author, who's there with you as well. So in the book, Andy, you really do detail in great depth. It's wonderful that you paint this picture of Harry as being a really down-to-earth type of guy. Before he met Meghan, he was actually spotted many times at the pub in London. Tell us a little bit about who Harry was and who he's become. Hi Rob, how's it going? Um, good, good, good. Great. So yeah, Harry was always the you know the, the favourite royal among most people in Britain because he wasn't afraid to have fun. He was a keen you know member of the army and yeah he he he, he, he was involved in a lot of charity work. He loved to travel around the world, but he wasn't afraid of a bit of fun, as we all know. When he we let it all hang out in Vegas, Andy. We let, we saw the pictures of him in Las Vegas playing naked billiards. I didn't. <laughs> yes. We he did. was a rebel from very early on. Yeah, so from, from, from very early on, he, he, he had, you know, a lot of fun. But then as he sort of got towards his 30s, he started to become a lot more serious and he did a lot of projects with wounded uh, servicemen and, you know, started to, to give back and turn his life around. Now, after he met Meghan, all of a sudden people started to see a, kind of a slightly different side to him in that, you know, Harry had always been one to take a joke in good nature and all of a sudden he's seemed a little bit more stiff and he seemed very, mm. very protective of Meghan and started issuing 
statements to the press, you know, saying we, you know, after after been together a relatively short time, only a few months, he issued a very unprecedented letter through his uh, his his press officer to say, you know, you've got to leave Megan alone, you've got to stop trying to take photographs of her, and uh, you know, other other things like that. And do, do you think through your research and the people you spoke to, do you think Harry's changed fundamentally, or is he putting on a show for for Megan? Is he happy? I think I think that I think that Harry is happy. Yes, indeed. Uh, I think that you know he's he's found what he was looking for, which was you know a woman who can you know stand by his side and isn't afraid to uh, come on, Andy. Answer the, the question: yeah. Who wears the pants in the relationship? <laughs> but it's obvious that that Meghan wears the pants. If you go back to that first right. joint BBC interview that that they did, for example. You know, Harry is there wanting to, to answer the questions, but Meghan just jumps in right ahead of him and she speaks for him. And, you know, mm. there's also one of the one of the one of the most interesting points to me was when, you know, um, Harry said that, you know, when he went to meet Meghan on the blind date, he didn't know what suits was. He doesn't know who she was. And Meghan quickly <laughs> retorts straight away. Oh, and I never knew who the royal family were. or Harry. <laughs> it's so strange. And since then, yeah, Harry's. You know, since his dramatic exit from the royal family, he's, right. he's decided to be more underground, incognito, not saying anything. It, it is interesting. They seem to want it both ways, yeah. though, because they were very happy, the royal family, for Harry to take a back seat to William, but yet they're not happy with him taking a back seat to Meghan. Let me ask Dylan about the mental breakdown that you really detail in the book, the mental breakdown that you said came with the pressure of fatherhood. He was in a really bad place Dylan well listen he, he he's had so much pressure in his life here you had new fatherhood while negotiating your way out of the royal family and trying to keep who is a pretty demanding wife happy at the same time now according to our sources there were emotional outbursts anger and of course the alienation that I spoke to earlier with Prince William and mm -hmm. it suggested to many inside the House of Windsor that Harry might be having more than just, you know, a down day or the blues. And they felt mm. that he might be having a breakdown of some sort. Um, the reality is that his state of mind um, has been at the very centre of his core since mm. a young age, due to, the young, due to his age when his mother died. Um, and he still has inbuilt resentment towards even the royal family about that. And we saw last week um, how uh, they're pushing back, they being the Sussexes, mm -hmm. on all of the media reports that portray them as negative. And that's mm. somewhat unbecoming of a member of the royal family. So I can only imagine that the Queen and others are cringing as they see Meghan go to court and say that she made a billion dollars for the economy as a result of marrying uh, Prince Harry. The image control of the royal family has always been silence. And right. this is everything against what that protocol is. So, I know. If they thought, if they thought that um, Harry and Meghan leaving would mean the end of them, they're certainly rethinking that because I think now... Uh, They've been unleashed and we're actually going to hear more. Andy, um, in the book, there's a really fascinating detail. I didn't know this and I've studied them. I have my royal sources too. But Andy, in the book, you detail pretty, pretty closely this sort of strange pact that emerged 
between the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton, and Queen Elizabeth. This introduction of Meghan Markle into the family has actually made Kate and Queen Elizabeth even closer. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So, you know, the Queen took to Kate from, from the very first time that they, they met and from, you know, the, the, the way that she holds herself in public, always very stoic, always looking... Um, very dignified and never really saying a lot, which is what the Queen and the royal family are supposed to do. <laughs> and Meghan comes along and, you know, it's a big bluster. And, you know, uh, the the Queen saw from a distance that, you know, uh, Kate was, was starting to struggle with all the attention that Harry and Meghan and everything was getting. And so Kate asked for a meeting with her, which took place before Christmas in 2018. Ooh. And that was, you know, a tea and biscuits affair at the palace, but it was one <laughs> where essentially Kate sort of said, look, what do I do? And the Queen was like, well, you know, between you and me, I think if we you know, hold the fort and do what we usually do and keep our heads held high, then we'll find a way of dealing with Meghan. And, um, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a massive, massive detail. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few more seconds with Andy Tiller, Dylan Howard and the Royals at War. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. 
Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter. We've got the two authors of the new book everybody's talking about, The Royals at War, Dylan Howard. So in the book, Dylan, yes, Rob. you point out very, very carefully that the royal family is a family of protocols and Meghan didn't get the memo. How many rules did she break? Uh, I think it's still being uh, <laughs> counted amongst the royal household. You know, she certainly rustled their feathers. Well, there, as a member of the royal family, you're expected to follow rules and stick to protocol. And life in the palace one runs to a very well-oiled routine. Now, Megan never got the memo. The reality was that she got nicknamed the divisive Duchess and Ooh. the push, uh, Princess Pushy, uh, not just from her own family, but also from the British media. And the reality was... She went through five aides in the immediate aftermath of their wedding. Some were reassigned inside the royal household. Others, uh, on the other hand, simply just quit. She was getting up at 5am, she was demanding, and it was not how that sort of laid-back yet philanthropic role that many members of the royal family had uh, have adopted over the years. In fact, one right. insider said that Megan was quote-unquote difficult, she has very high standards and is used to working in a Hollywood-type environment. Mm. But there is a mm. d different degree of respect in the royal household. It's amazing. Like, the way that family is operated, and once again, it really is a business. The Brits call it the firm. It hasn't changed in centuries. And this young, smart, beautiful, talented American came in, and she really, really did upset people. She made a lot of enemies within Buckingham Palace, Dylan, yes? Well, Buckingham Palace and the people within it tried to do the absolute opposite. The Queen... Um, did a public appearance with Meghan Markle shortly after it was announced That's that she right. was dating Prince Harry, which is unheard of. She very, allowed, very. She allowed her to travel on her private train, a luxury never once afforded previously to William and Harry. She gave right. her diamond jewels. For the wedding, she gave her the pick of the royal jewellery for whatever she wanted to wear. At the same time, in kind, Meghan wasn't repaying the favour. She was causing issues. For example, when it came to her wedding, there was a massive rift between Kate Middleton and mm. Meghan Markle, believe it or not, Rob, over stockings. Oh, good grief. Or, what happened or, to them? Or leggings. Uh, right. I, I typically choose not to wear them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, What happened with these stockings part of these two ladies? Part of the royal protocol is that members of a bridal party should wear leggings. Uh, right, that's right. No bare legs. No bare legs. Meghan insisted that that was outdated and she believed that she wanted her bridal party not to have to wear that. Now, uh, the daughter of the Duchess of Cambridge, Princess Charlotte, was a member of the bridal party and Kate said she's got to wear tights, she's got to wear leggings. Mm -hmm. And Megan mm -hmm. said absolutely not. She didn't wear them. Mm -hmm. And that really did right royal ruffle feathers. It's so interesting. Andy, you talk about in the book how Meghan always dreamed of becoming an iconic sort of mega 
influencer. This was a young lady who always had dreams. Um, many, many people, reporters I know who have spoken to Megan in the past said they always knew she was going to go places. So she always wanted to be a big deal. She's admired Oprah Winfrey for a very, very long time. How did this opportunity to become the most famous woman in the world, I would argue she is, how did it go so wrong? Well, um, the thing that happened for uh, Megan is that she had her own way of doing things, and she set up her lifestyle blog. She'd been an actress on the Suits, uh, on, not on the Suits, sorry, on Suits, which yep. is a Canadian TV show. Her profile had risen to a certain level, and then she gets this opportunity to meet Prince Harry. So she engineers it by all accounts, from you know. With her her her, her links and um, her uh, pulling pulling strings with her with her friends, and once you know they meet, they hit it off. She you know can see that you know this is a, would be a step up in profile and the whole thing. But one thing I don't think she did think about was the fact that she wasn't very compatible with life in England or life as a mm. royal. And I think that right. that's one of the things that became more and more apparent. And I think that Harry, while he was desperate to find a way out of the royal family and to become a more, you know, everyday kind of figure, uh, rather than somebody who's bound by such duty, I think he was, he was, he was trying to break away from them. And, and Meghan then sort of helped push him over the edge with that. And then by doing so and moving back to Los Angeles, or to Los Angeles, um, Meghan really sort of, turned the, the the views of the British public and the royal watchers and, and many other people, you know, around into feeling that she was the person who had, mm. you know, engineered this the whole way along, when really it was a much more Harry's decision or Harry's will that was being executed. Right. The, the book points that out. Harry's very much a, a willing participant in what has happened now. We're running out of time, so let me quickly just ask Dylan before we say goodbye. So the book is out right now. You can buy it. Royals at War, the untold story of Harry and Meghan's shocking split with the House of Windsor. Dylan, what happens next? Well, I think, what is going to happen? I think that is the mega million dollar question. This is a couple that is committed to philanthropic work, but can earn up to a million dollars per speech on the corporate circuit. They're not receiving a wage from the British taxpayer. So the question inevitably will be, are they going to cash in on their newfound modern monarchy, if you like, in the United States? Mm -hmm. To what extent? How much are they going to put towards their foundation, Archwell, which they have announced? What was refreshing this week, oh, last week, I should say, Rob, was that yep. um, in response to our book, a spokesperson or a friend, i.e. a publicist, for mm -hmm. Meghan Markle came forward and says um, they've learned from their mistakes, which was also oh. almost a tacit acknowledgement that Royals at War is an accurate portrayal of her time and, right. and Harry's time. Um, right. The concern, though, remains that, you know, Hollywood is a dark and sinister place. It's mm. known as the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, right. and there are many people that have fallen off that boulevard. If they end up in the wrong hands, then we could have another Jeffrey Epstein-like situation. I'm, right, right, which and is an uncle, 
Andrew. Yeah, his uncle, Prince Andrew, fell into those hands. You're only one turn away in Hollywood from some really shady, shady people. Well, obviously, none of us hope that happened. But do you think they'll ever be able to go back to Britain, Dylan? Do you think they'll ever be able to? Maybe oh, they'll, live there, but, they'll yeah. certainly be welcomed back to Britain. Um, when, on, when they return remains anyone's guess with COVID-19. Um, and the European Union suggesting that they're going to lock down borders and not allow Americans, so that might scuttle their plans to attend the family's Christmas this year. Um, I think uh, there will come a time and place when Harry might want to return to the royal family, especially if William becomes king. Um, right. His father right. becomes king. Um, right. The Queen is 94. Succession mm-hmm. is being talked about. And I right. think Harry not being a part of that it's very sad. I mean, I'm Australian and a mem- I'm a member of, I'm a proud supporter of the monarchy and I find it disappointing that they have abdicated their role. And in many ways, it's very similar to 1936 and King George. Right. Um, you, you haven't heard directly from the royal since the book came out, but it has made an extraordinary amount of news. Were you shocked by the response to this book? Every time I open a, a website or a newspaper, it seems to be another story about this book. What, well, what, what well I, think think that, I think that's, th- there's a couple of reasons for that. This is the first book to be released on the royals. There's an avalanche of books forthcoming. Um, and there is an insatiable appetite, not only in Britain, but America now that they live here, to read about this couple. And one thing that really struck me was, and, and I actually believe that Megan was a victim of the British media, there was a subtext of racism behind a lot of the co- coverage. Mm-hmm. Now, I completely understand that people are going to go for the jugular and find the sensationalistic stories out of the book. But what they have overlooked are some of the stories about Megan as a 10-year-old being an activist against racism, befriending people of minorities at her school, writing to Procter & Gamble over what she said was a racist and sexist TV commercial at age 10, and that was reversed. So there is a lot of good that's spoken about Meghan and Harry in this book that right. hasn't I, yet been reported. Yeah, I should, I should point that out too. I've read the book. It's terrific. And there is lovely, lovely parts of the book that show a side of both Harry and Meghan that you might not know. Pick it up. That's it. Thank you for listening to a very special edition of the Naughty But Nice Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, and leave us a review. Thank you, Dylan Howard. Thank you, Andy Tiller. And remember, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. nice. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Take care, everybody. It's naughty but nice with Rob. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. 
Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 